Yes, it's me, Mike Stone, and this is the Backseat Driver Podcast. It's the fastest, it's the friendliest, and it's for all the family. The Gas Shocks 116 Trophy and 120 Coupe Cup are the fastest growing race series in the UK, taking in six one-hour races and eight sprints at all the top circuits. Visit 116trophy.com to find out more and get yourself behind the wheel. Yes, it's me, Mark Stone, welcoming you back to the Backseat Driver podcast, Classic Le Mans Special 2023. Welcome to Salon Epoque Auto 2023 with its ear, me, Mark Stone, here on behalf of the Backseat Driver podcast and the Backseat Driver radio show. Based just outside the city of Lyon, it is a show that is different to Retromobile in Paris. It is as much people orientated as it is cars. Some of the greats of French motorsport are here just strolling around, people having a chat with them. Jean-Pierre Jarret, Bernard Darniche, the great uh, exponent of the Lancia Stratos, Oliver Panis, a major tribute by Elf to Francois Severe. So sit back and enjoy some of my interviews and chats with some of the people here drivers, artists, photographers. It's a fascinating event to attend. So, it's one of those things. Just enjoy being here, even if you weren't here. Enjoy the experience and the atmosphere with It's Me, Mark Stone, on the Backseat Driver podcast. From a pot of tea to TT motorbikes... From a classic English breakfast to a full serving of classic cars. Bridge House Tea Rooms is the Northwest Premier Classic Car meeting location for cars, bikes, tractors, and owners' clubs. So, no matter what your automotive appetite might be, visit Bridge House Farm Tea Rooms on their Facebook page or call John and Alicia on 07980. Triple four two two one for show details and to reserve your own table and parking space. Here at Salon Epoch Auto 2023 with Bernard Assay, one of France's, probably one of the world's top F1 photographers. I'm sat on his stand surrounded by iconic images and many of the books that the photographs have gone to produce. Bernard, welcome to The Backseat Driver. Thank you very much. How did it all start? When did you start as a photographer? I always, since I was 14, wanted to be a photographer. When I got my first small Kodak Instamatic <laughs> camera. And then I, I decided to, to join a photographic school, very young, so my parents... Uh, at, at the beginning, they did not agree so much <laughs> because they wanted me to have to do more studies. Have a, have a proper job. Uh, have a genuine job, a real job. The real job started in '76. Yeah. yeah. But after, before that, I did this school. And during the school, for three years in Paris, photographic school, I, I, I had a motorbike and I used to go and see some motorbike races 
not in Montlhéry, near Paris. And, and I started to have uh, some photos published in a, a motorbike magazine. And then in this same company, I met the, the editor of a car magazine called Echappement. You know what means Echappement? It means exhaust pipe. <laughs> it's the name of a famous magazine in France about national sport, motorsport. And then I had my first photos published in this magazine. And once I was going in England to meet English family where I used to stay five years before, in 68. Then I decided to go there with my small motorbike. It was a 125 Honda. And then I realized it, it was going to be the Grand Prix in Silverstone in 73. The editor of the magazine made a, wrote a letter for me. I put it in my pocket because it was too late to send it. And arrived in, in Silverstone in 73 in the morning. Did not go to the practice. Did not know it was practice. <laughs> and uh, then I attended my first Grand Prix. And I could make my only photos of uh, Francois Sauveur because he died a few months later. And then I did my first photos as well uh, with uh, Jackie Stewart we, we, he, as he was going to stop at the end of the season. And of course, that was just one Grand Prix. The next year, one more, a French Grand Prix. But then for Formula One, it really started in 79 when uh, the same company I was working with, Auto Hebdo, same company as Echappement, they started a magazine called Grand Prix International. Yes, I, rem I remember it well. I actually have a collection of one year of Grand Prix International. It was the magazine. Yeah, it was a beautiful magazine, especially uh, at this time. Very innovative. And I, w I was full-time a staff photographer for this magazine, and I, could, I really could uh, do what I wanted. I had, a free, I had you say, carte blanche. I don't know if you say that in French, in, in English. Yeah, carte blanche. So I was free to, to do any photos, artistic or not. And then it helped me very much for, the, for my future. You've travelled the world. It has taken you... Formula One and photography has taken you all over the world. Yeah, at 79, my first Grand Prix full season was Argentina and Brazil. And we were, as a French magazine, we were very lucky because Jack Lafitte won the two first races in, with Ligier. And Renault was starting with the Turbo and Jean-Pierre Jabouille. It was very helpful for the magazine and for me and for us. And then I followed all seasons until the magazine stopped in 85, I think. From there, the books. You do the books, you sell the photographs. I conclude you don't photograph F1 anymore, but it is now all the books and the images. It'll be a far quieter life for you now. It will be? Uh, quieter, a more relaxed yeah, yes. life. Yeah, I am officially I'm retired. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like to say it, but... Uh, uh, and I still go to two, three races every year. Like, I went to, I attended three this year. My last one was uh, in Monza. And, but it's true that I spend most of my time with my archives. I have about 500,000 slides in my house. And I take much time to dig numerize, digitize, I know what you say. Yeah. Digitize the images. Yeah. I digital the images and I start 
have good contact with a young publisher and we made already four books about each book is about one driver so first one was Michael Schumacher second one Jack Lafitte Mario Andretti and the last one very last one it just came out is about Ayrton Senna and what else what is the next book the next book we have several names of course Alain Prost but it's not decided yet maybe René Arnoux uh, maybe Elio De Angelis, Nelson Piquet, only the drivers, which with, with, uh, with the ones I had uh, some acquaintance, the one I could visit in private, only this, this kind of drivers. But there is still more to come. Bernard Assay, thank you very much for joining me on the Backseat Driver. Your continued success with the fantastic archives of truly incredible images. But once again, thank you very much. Thank you very much. Really beaten on price, never beaten on service. Whether it's cars, bikes or commercials, Hoddy Tyres are the best in the business. And when it comes to tyre expertise and advice to supplying the correct tyres for your vehicle's specific requirements, nobody comes close to David Lakin and the Hoddy Tyres team. So give them a call on 01200 613 192 or visit the website at hoddytyres.co.uk. I'm here at Salon Hippocoto with Emmanuel Posé of ELF, the famous French oil and fuel company that has an incredible link with motorsport of all types, especially Tyrrell. Emmanuel, welcome to the Backseat Driver. Thank you, Mark. I'm very happy to discuss with you today. Now, you have taken a lot of tracking down to find you and to get you to sit down has been difficult but we have managed it can you give us the history of elf and its links to motorsport its heritage and what we are celebrating here this weekend which is francois severe in 1967 um, elf um, uh, didn't exist and suddenly um, at this date, uh, the company um, uh, has its departure. And François Guiter, who was uh, the director of the competition, understood how was important motor racing for the image of the company. And he decided it was important that ELF support pilot, French pilots to have a world champion French with Elf. And he decided it was Johnny Servos Gavin. But when Johnny Servos Gavin stopped suddenly his career at Monaco in 19... Um, François Guiter uh, tried to push François Sever. Uh, and François Sever became the icon uh, uh, to be the first... French world champion of Formula One. Now, it's in England, Elf is always associated with Tyrrell, and of course that was the team that ultimately Francois Severe drove for. But I'm looking around today, Elf have been associated with Matra, of course Tyrrell Ford, various other brands, Alpine. Which were the brands best known for Elf, or which all the different teams, all the different makes of cars? Elf support 
all the brand of motor racing, Matra, Ligier, of course, Tyrell, but Alpine, every motor racing brand was supported by Elf. At this time, Elf was really the most support for motor racing. And what else do you do to keep the support and the heritage of Elf going? Besides this with Severe, what else will Elf be doing? As time goes by, besides Francois Severe, you will Elf will appear elsewhere. Uh, everywhere. Every pilot, French pilot was supported by Elf, and this is the same with the, the cars. At this time, there was just Elf in France. It was the, the, the most big company. <laughs> and we are here to evocate this story because everyone loves this part of the motor racing story. The one thing now, yes, we do have French drivers, but back in the 70s, there were... A lot of French racing drivers, there seem to be more in the 1970s than there are now. Does Elf look after or look to the new racing or does it concentrate on the old historic racing? Elf stopped his effort in motor racing in the 19th and since this date there is less French drivers. It stopped when François Guitter left the company and today it is different. Elf is the brand of the story of motor racing in the present too. In uh, Moto, MotoGP, there is a lot of racing with Elf but we are here to evocate the story first. Manuel Posé, thank you for joining me on Backseat Driver and it is nice to see Elf's continued support of the famous Severe name and all the cars he and Elf were associated with here on the stand in Lyon. Once again, Emmanuel Posé, thank you very much. Thank you, Mark. To come from England to meet us, it was really a pleasure. <laughs> thank you very much indeed, and me, Manuel. Bye. I'd like to welcome to the backseat driver Anthony Beltoise, son of Jean-Pierre Beltoise. Welcome to the backseat driver. Thank you. You are a racer yourself. Yes, I'm still racing. I'm doing this year. Uh, I win a championship this year. I win the GT2 championship with uh, Audi R8. R8, sorry. And uh, I did also European championship in GT4 with Audi also. Now... Though you are a successful racer, though you are a successful racer in your own right, what is it like having the name of Jarrier to carry? Ah, it's a fantastic name. To see Jean-Pierre Jarrier, Jean-Pierre Jarrier was teammate with my father, he was a Matra prototype, so I know him very well. And the Beltois name, it is, a, it is another big name. I think so, I hope so. For sure, my father is very famous because he was the first French driver to win Formula One Grand Prix in Monaco 72. What was he driving at the time? BRM. BRM, ah, British Racing Motors. A a, a team that was never as successful as it could have been. No, never a success, but he was very quick and he was quicker than Niki Lauda, (laughs) his teammate. Were you able to watch your father drive and race a lot? I saw my father race, but it was not in Formula 1, it was in Tourism, Tourism, GT car. Yeah. 
And is this is from there that you develop your passion for sports cars and Le Mans? Yes, for sure, for sure. I was so young on the track. For me, for me, I would like to do that, yeah, for sure. Have you ever had the urge to drive F1 or single-seaters? Yes, I drive. For me, my, my best car, I do the Formula 3000 in 97. And I, I was lucky to drive my father car in Matra Formula 1 during the Monaco Grand Prix historic. So what is coming next for 2024? I don't know yet, but for sure still racing. That's great. Thank you very much for joining me on The Backseat Driver. Thank you. Bye-bye. I'm here at Epoch Auto with Michel Janvier, artist of 46 years and cartoonist. Yes. Michel, welcome to the backseat driver. Hello, and happy to be here. How would you describe your work for 46 years? Many illustrations for dictionary and so on, and comics since 20 years. And especially currently working on a biopic about the driver. So, where do you draw your inspiration from? About the raceway. I draw a book about the story of Manicourt, some short stories about Cunningham. Five years ago, I draw comics about Josephert. And currently, François Sever, it's the reason I be, I, I'm here today. Do you, t- do you tell stories all the time? With draw- drawing for comics, you will constantly tell stories from beginning to end. Yes, I'm working with a screenwriter, Olivier Marin, and we work about real stories, no fiction. We are not working as Michel Vaillant, Jean Graton. We look for uh, many uh, informations. We work with mechanics, with journalists, with other drivers like Jean-Pierre Jarrier and some some other uh, drivers. And uh, we collect information and we mix for to do uh, an efficient drawing. Though they are comics, everything that you see is mechanically correct. I hope so. I do the best. It, uh, we need many documents, videos, pictures, magazines like Sport Auto, L'Automobile magazine, which were published in this period. And we verify everything, every wheel, every <laughs> everything. And I, I have formation, comme on dit en anglais, mes études. I was student in the mechanics especially uh, about cars, mechanics, so I know what I draw. Uh, so you know what you draw is correct? Uh, I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> but it's uh, very important for uh, fans and uh, specialists specialist to, to recognize every de- uh, everything on the cars. Now, do they come out as books or how, how are they reproduced? We hope uh, February 2024. And where can they be found? Everywhere. <laughs> Our publisher is here, uh, Edition Paquet, and will be published uh, in French for the moment. We hope it's difficult to 
published in English. Sure, we will publish in German, Italian, Dutch, but in comics in English, it's not evident. <laughs> and do you specialize mainly in French drivers or do you do cartoons on other drivers from other countries? Do you publish just French drivers or is it drivers of all types? Joseph Hurt was a Swiss. Swiss driver and many drivers appear in the book. So Jackie Stewart. So I had Emerson Fittipaldi by phone a few weeks ago, who, who talked about François and uh, Derek Bell. I, I was uh, is dead. We talked by messenger with Vic Elford and his wife Anita. Have you spoken to Jackie Stewart at all? Yes. I gave him the Joseph Hertz comics five years ago at Charade. And we hope forward for the, the comics about François Sauveur. Michel Janvier, thank you very much for joining me on The Backseat Driver. It's been a pleasure having a short chat with you. Thanks, Mark. Here in Lyon, I'm with Luc Duval from the Fédération Française de Véhicules d'Époque. I hope that's right. That's right, <laughs> Mark, yes. This is a, a major event, and this is France's, basically, the biggest car club of its type. In France, you look after all the old cars. Just give me a little bit of background, if you can, on the organisation. Yes, so the French Federation has been created in 1968 and we have uh, more than 1,000 clubs who are um, uh, registered to our federation. And we, are, we have clubs from, for cars, for motorcycles, for, what do you say, trucks. And we, our... Uh, our the, the, the aim of the Federation is to, to help and to defend uh, uh, car collectors to drive their car of, um, freely, you know, on the road. Now, the French seem very keen. Oh, I know this is a static show. The cars aren't going anywhere here. The French are very keen on using their cars. A lot of their events are mobile. Is that the case? Yes, it is the case. In France, uh, we think that we have more than 6,000 events each year all over the, the country. And a lot of clubs organize rallies for one, two or three days or maybe more. And you were saying the organization is there to defend the owners of old cars. What, how are old cars and classic cars looked upon in France? Are, are, you under th are the cars under threat? by anybody or do the French as a whole appreciate old cars? I think the French appreciate uh, vintage cars, uh, the historic cars, but we have some new regulation in Europe and in France with a low emission zone and we, we have derogation to drive our historic cars in the low emission zone. At this time we have 12 cities who have low emission zone, active low emission zone, and we are allowed to, to drive our car in this low emission zone. And is that all the time, or are there, 
are there restrictions on when or can you do it whenever you want? We, we can drive them whenever we want. Yeah. Yes, yes. There is no, no time, no, no, no restriction. And in England we are looking at synthetic fuel, synthetic petrol. Is that also the case in France? Is there, are the French looking at synthetic petrol, the, the alternative fuels instead of conventional petrol? Yes, we, we think in the future we will use more and more synthetic fuels. For, the, for example, this year at Le Mans Classic, a lot of cars were racing with synthetic fuel. So this is the proof that we can use our historic cars with this kind of fuel. And is it readily available? Can you buy it? Are there many outlets where you can go and purchase it? Unfortunately, no. At this time, it's very confidential. It's very difficult to find synthetic fuels. Loic Deval, thank you very much for chatting on the backseat driver. An absolute pleasure. Thank you very much indeed, sir. You're welcome. Thank you very much, Mark. The Backseat Driver podcast is brought to you in association with Tim Nash and the Lombard Rally Festival, the UK's premier classic rally demonstrations. From the awesome Group B cars to cars from the golden era of rallying, go to the Lombard Rally Bath social media for dates and venues. Really beaten on price, never beaten on service. Whether it's cars, bikes or commercials, Hoddy Tyres are the best in the business. And when it comes to tyre expertise and advice, to supplying the correct tyres for your vehicle's specific requirements, nobody comes close to David Lakin and the Hoddy Tyres team. So give them a call on 01200 613 192 or visit the website at hoddytyres.co.uk. 